Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are my peace, my joy, my love. Hello, peace, joy, and love. Thank you for the strength and the hope. It's a new horizon. Hallelujah. Well, welcome tonight. I'll be your host tonight. This is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia, and we're looking for a new horizon. We're we're looking for a new day. We're looking for the peace and the joy and the love that's promised to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has given us hope, who's given us strength that we can press on into the new day, the new horizon. I love that song. I listen to um, that as often as I can. I pretty much keep my uh, dial set to uh, a Christian radio station that, you know, is a big part of my day, kind of keeps me motivated, keeps me on point, keeps me focused on the things that are uh, of a good report, you know, peace and joy and love. That's what the word tells us to do, to keep our minds set on those things that are above. You know, when we focus in on what God has done, what he's about to do, the future that he has in store for us, that new horizon, we can keep our joy and we can keep our peace. And I want to encourage you to do that today. I want to encourage you to be a part of what God is uh, doing in this earth by creating a little bit of peace for somebody, helping to create some joy and some love. To give them some hope for a new day, for a new horizon. That's what we're here for. That's why God allowed us to be here on this earth, that we can proclaim the goodness of the Lord to those who don't know him, to those who are without hope, who are without joy, who are without peace. And um, there are, you know what, there's uh, a lot to pick out there. You can find people everywhere that are experiencing some problems and some issues that you can help to bring a little peace into their lives. Well, thank you again for calling in and being a part of what God is doing here at Prophetic Grace Network. Thank you so much uh, for being a part to support what the man of God has started here with Prophetic Grace Network. Prophet Randy Chandler, thank God for him, for this platform, for you the people who are connected with this, whether you're on this side of the mic or that side of the mic, you are connected and you are placed in position to be a part of what he's doing by the obedience he's uh, following through on what God has told him to do. So thank God for that. And um, just want to share a little bit, and then we're going to start taking calls. Man, you're talking about a busy weekend. I am telling you, it was ooh, it was horrendous. I had so much going on. I thought last weekend was busy, but I know, I know, this is this one was really, you know, wasn't anything planned per se, but it was just as busy. You know, I just love serving people, and so uh, when I have the opportunity to serve my family and to uh, just have them around, that maybe something that I can say. Uh, will encourage them to, you know, look at Jesus in, in, a, in a different way. Maybe they're not really, uh, some people aren't really walking, you know, closely. Uh, you know, in my family, they're not, some of them aren't walking closely with the Lord. They don't have that kind of relationship, and some not at all. You know, so I like to have family around. I like to serve them. I like to, you know, just create an atmosphere where, you know, um, 
there's the peace of God, and they know that, you know, usually in the home, in the background, and I'm in the kitchen cooking or something, I always have Christian music playing. Uh, it was just a nice atmosphere, but I was just really busy this weekend. I started out with that um, kind of Friday night, and then I did some things Saturday and then today. So uh, they were playing board games, and I was, you know, fixing dinner and it was just, you know, just a nice atmosphere. And one of my sons, uh, I've been talking to him about some things, you know, and explaining to him, you know, hey, the Bible is is a book of history. You know, the Bible is, um, you know, it's a book of history. I mean, these are not some little fairy tale stories, you know. Uh, and, of course, he should know that. But, I mean, with all of the years that I've tried to instill that, and to my children, um, who are now young men, um, you know, I've just tried to instill that into their into their their way of thinking and viewing the things of God. And so, uh, my middle son he ended up going to Egypt for ten days, and um, you know, I really didn't want to talk much about Egypt. <laughs> to be honest with you, I really didn't want to like um, you know pry too much. I mean, I was going to ask him about the food and stuff, but, I mean, we've been so busy just doing other things that, I mean, he mentioned some things. He's got dozens and dozens of pictures of Egypt. And so um, I, you know, didn't inquire a whole lot about it because I don't want to get in a discussion with him about some things. But um, we had mentioned some things about uh, the Word of God and it being a book of history. And he says, well, Mama, I um, when I was over there, I thought of you. And I was like, oh, okay. He says, when I was in Egypt, he says, because I went to a part of, uh, they were on a tour or something, and it was showing, like, how things were discovered recently in Egypt that had been underwater. And, you know, I can't remember exactly before when I was talking to him how we got into the story of Noah and, you know, the account of Noah, of, of Noah and the Bible and the flood and all of that. And we were talking about some things. And I was basically, hey, it's history. So he said, well, I thought of you when, you when I was over there because we went on this tour and they were showing us, you know, these artifacts of things that were at one time submerged underwater, like it was washed away. Like there was no, you know, account of it existing until, I guess, the uh, archaeological digs had discovered these things. And he said, I thought of you. He said, I thought of, you know, I guess basically what we talked about, about, you know, there was a flood. (laughs) And he says, well, you know, the world, I said, well, it was the world at that time. It was, that was the world. You know, other parts of the world weren't inhabited. And I said, and that, that's the flood. That's it. And he just kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, you get it? It's real. It's historic. It happened. You went to Egypt, and you saw with your own eyes that they, they have done archaeological, archaeological digs of places and discovering there was a flood that wiped everything out. And so I was I just kind of to myself and said, "Thank you, Lord. You know, thank you for that. Thank you for showing him, you know, that 
They can't deny what happened. They can't deny what God did, what he allowed to happen. He was able to see it with his own eyes when he was in Egypt. So I was just, that was just really, you know, that really kind of touched me because I was like, he thought of me when I was there. So you never know what seeds you're planting in someone's life, you know, just little things that you discuss, little things that you point to the things uh, that happened in the word of God, that, that are accounted for in the word of God, that God is responsible for, that God is connected to. And you stand firm on that, and you live your life committed to knowing that the word of God is truth. It's truth. We can build our life. We can build our foundation on the fact that God is real. And this isn't some fairy tale. This is real. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And so this has really encouraged me. And so I want to use that as a way of just saying to you, be encouraged. You never know what you're saying uh, is going to, God's going to allow to be used to draw someone closer to an understanding and a revelation of who he really is. I mean, how did I know that when he, you know, I thought, hmm, Egypt, you know, <laughs> he's going to take a trip to Egypt. And I'm thinking the whole time, you know, like, I don't know that, what was that about? And, I mean, really, back in the day, I had an interest in visiting Egypt. And so um, didn't expect for him to come back and share with me that he saw in Egypt that there was an account uh, that was visual for him showing that the flood took place. Noah and the ark, <laughs> that things had been submerged. So I was just very touched by that. But anyway, I just want to say bless you all tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. And I just want to share a little bit. Let me go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for the people of God. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for uh, your kindness toward us your love toward us, Lord, and and has helped us to just continue on and just to be um, connected with you in a a covenant relationship. Um, Thank you so much, Lord, for this covenant, this covenant relationship that is built on peace, love, and joy, strength, and hope that we can look to a new horizon. We can look to you for the next day, the next moment, the next second, we're connected with you and trust you to get us to where we need to be in you. Lord, I thank you tonight, and I give you glory and honor and praise. I thank you for those who come on uh, to minister here and those who are connected uh, to call in, and, and we're all a family here. We're a part of this wonderful work that has started through Prophet Randy Chandler and pray for his wife and family and Lord, we thank you for anything uh, and everything that you're doing in our lives that will bring glory and honor to you. We just thank you for that, and we give you glory and honor and praise. And let me go ahead and play one more song. Now I'm going to come back. Um, well, let me go ahead and share something, really. So I was thinking about, you know, forgiveness today. And I was thinking about, like, you know, um, you know, how we carry things and how sometimes 
we carry these things and we don't understand that it's not just really about us walking in that place to be delivered, to access what God has for us by walking in forgiveness. So many other things and lives are, you know, dependent upon it. So I was actually thinking I was listening to the word today for a couple hours. I kind of back and forth, I was listening to the word and kind of going back and re-listening to scripture and kind of mulling it over in my mind and asking God about certain things. So I was ended up, ended up with the, um, uh, toward the end toward the, um, uh, Genesis chapter 45. So I'm going to read that, and then I just want to expound a little bit. And this has to do uh, in Genesis 45, talks about really where Joseph has already been established in in Egypt. <laughs> Interesting. I just That just hit me. Here I'm talking about Egypt, and my son just went to Egypt. And, uh, you know, talking about his experience there and, you know, what he saw and how I believe God ministered to him to let him know I'm a God who is real you know, and showing them that he's real. So and so today, I didn't even think about it until right now, here I am talking about Egypt, and I'm thinking about Joseph. And I was thinking about that today, and I was listening to the scripture, and then I got to, you know, uh, 45. And then, of course, we know the story of Joseph. He was sold into slavery by his brothers, and, you know, it was, you know, the way they did that thing, that was just really like they didn't really have a real relationship. And I know they were acting in a sense of, like, who does this guy think he is telling us about his, his dreams and that we're going to serve him and all of this. And they just were really, you know. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, people talk about things all the time. They don't really, you know, well, we're going to live in a different day now, but you're in a normal situation when you're not dealing with someone who's psychotic or demon-possessed. I mean, you really don't think that they would just kill you for saying something like that. But they actually plotted, and they tried to get rid of him. And they did. They didn't murder him, but they sold him into slavery. There was a thought, you know, to do that. And um, I thought about that, and I was like, well, they must, of course, they'd had enough of him, I guess, you know, he and what he was saying. And so he was sold into slavery, and, of course, he ended up, you know, going through these situations in prison, and then he was called to, you know, to uh, Pharaoh and to, uh, to speak on um, some things, you know, concerning the dream, and that got him into, you know, a, a position of authority, and then he just rose up you know, to the top, basically. And so in Genesis 45, I just want to read this, and then I want to just kind of talk about it a little bit. It says for Genesis 45 and 6, it says for these two years, of course, famine had hit the land, um, and this is where really Joseph really was able to shine, so to speak, because of the famine. And so for these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me. So he's talking to his brothers. So he was telling them, of course, about the famine. They had come to buy food because there was no food. And his, their father had sent him sent them to buy food. And he went on to say, and God sent me before you to preserve the posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now, it was not you who sent me here, but God. 
and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. I'm reading, reading from the New King James Version. So hurry and go to my father and say to him, Thus say your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me and do not tarry. And so at this point, you know, he has um, he has come to a place of reckoning with his brothers. I mean, he's accepted what God allowed to happen, and he's ready to forgive and move on. And so he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck, which was the son, the second son that was born to his mother. He and his brother were the only two, Joseph and Benjamin. And he had asked them to go and bring Benjamin back. And um, so, anyway, there he was. And he fell, he fell on his brother's, Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept on his neck. So I'm sure he had this, you know, he'd heard stories of his brother and how he was, you know, in, uh, you know, he was dead and now he's alive. And so, moreover, he kissed all of his brothers and he wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying Joseph's brothers have come. So it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. Okay, one moment. Go back up. And, um, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, say to your brothers, do this. Load your animals and depart. Go to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your household and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded to do this. Take carts out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives. Bring your father and come. And also do not be concerned about your goods, for the best of all the land, Egypt, is yours. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh, and he gave them provision for the journey. And he gave all of them, each man, a change of garments, but to Benjamin he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments. And he sent, and he sent to his father these things, ten donkeys loaded with goods of Egypt and all of that stuff. He said, but I just wanted to get to this part. Okay, so after, you know, he's, he said those things and he's let his brothers know that, um, you know, that it's okay. You know, it's okay. And um, he accepted them. He, he accepted the fact that what happened to him was, not really of their doing, but it was God's doing. It's what God had done. And so when we can look at a situation and see that um, this isn't, this isn't, you know, what was meant for evil has worked out for good. 
And I can't focus in on how, what the devil tried to do to destroy my life, my family, and the things that God wanted me here on earth to be a part of. Because really, Joseph was there to be a way out, a deliverer for people, that people would not die, that the generation and the lineage would con- continue. And what, we, what they did for evil, God worked it out for good, not just for Joseph, but for his house. And so I was thinking about that today, and I was thinking, Lord, how many times have I missed the assignment? How many times have I missed the assignment because I was so focused in on what I needed or I felt I wanted or how unjustly I was treated, but not focusing on the fact that you might want to use me to to connect, to bring deliverance, to help restore, to help feed, to help live and not die, but I'm so caught up in me that I can't even understand that this isn't just about me. This is about what you want to use me to do to reach those that you want to be a part of what you're doing in the earth. But I'm so caught up in me. And that's what unforgiveness can do. When you don't walk in forgiveness, you can get so caught up that you miss that opportunity where God will want to bless you and cause you to be a blessing to others, but you're caught up in unforgiveness. And what you're doing is actually stopping the flow. Had Joseph acted in such a way, nation of people would have gone without. But the wonderful part is that the restoration was not just a restoration for him. It was a restoration for generations. And I don't know who might need to know that. I don't know who might need to understand that tonight. But it really stuck with me today when I was listening to this, and it was like, we need to be open to what God wants to do in and through us so we can help bring restoration to people. We're living in a time when there is so much that's needed to be done in the area of restoration. There's so many broken people. There's so many broken lives. They're so, and they're, they're in our family. You know, where do we go first to take care and to bring healing and deliverance? It should first start in your own home. Forget going out there talking to somebody about Jesus when you haven't been able to even forgive your brother who's of blood or your sister who's of blood. But you want to go halfway across the world to tell somebody about Jesus, but what's going on with you, with your relationships with others that God has placed in your life? I know that God placed Jacob, sorry, Joseph in the lives of his brothers so that he would be a conduit to get them out of where they were and for him to go where God was taking him and to be used in that way, even though there was suffering, even though there was pain, even though there was betrayal and, dis- and heartbrokenness. His father, 
you know, that's what I was thinking today. I was like, how could you want to do that to your father? I mean, they allowed their father to, like, go through all these years of pain thinking that his son was dead and to be deprived of that relationship, you know. But we have to walk in forgiveness. There's so much going on right now in the body of Christ, and we have to forgive. It's a necessity. It's what we got to do. If you can, if you think of Joseph can forgive someone, his brothers, that allowed him to go into bondage and allowed him to, you know, just be displaced and removed from his, the family, from his father who loved him, and a brother. And he could, <laughs> on their neck, and say to them, no, don't worry about it anymore. God set this up. God allowed this. Yes, it wasn't good. No, I wasn't, you know, excited about it. But it happened. So let's move on. How many of us are able to say, well, it happened? So let's just move on. Can you go to that person who persecuted you? Can you go to that person who betrayed you? Can you go to that person and say, it's okay. What you meant for evil, God, he worked it out for the good, not just for me, but for you and for all that are connected. Can you do that? We're in a new calendar year. There are things that we need to just leave them right there where they are, back there, back there in 2023. When it comes to unforgiveness, when it comes to carrying grudges and and, and, and having an attitude and, and dealing with people. You know, I had a, a, a there was a young lady um, that I was involved with in a friendship. You know, she was like a daughter kind of to me. And, you know, um, kind of went sour a little bit. And I still, you know, I loved her. You know, she was, a, she just was like a daughter to me. And um, she kind of just, she was just very ambitious and, and very, you know, just, I don't know what the word is, basically. You know, when people are very motivated and ambitious, you know, and they're not really, you know, where they need to be spiritually, it's very easy for them just to put money as a god, you know, or it looks that way. I don't know if it was or not. But, um, you know, I recently found out she passed. And, um, you know, everything that she had ever done or acted in any sort of way toward me, it didn't even matter. I had I had such a love for her and, and to forgive her for the little things that she did, and she knew she did them, but, you know. Um, it was such a peace in my heart to know that I don't hold anything. And, you know, she's gone. And all I can do is pray for her children, her grandchildren, and that, you know, it is well with them. I don't harbor anything. I mean, there were some things that were done that were not too cool, you know, that she did. Um, 
And I really didn't talk to her too much after that. But I didn't harbor in my heart any unforgiveness. And when I heard just last week that she had passed, you know, it just, oh, my gosh. It was like, it touched my heart to the point where I was like, you know, I really loved you as a daughter. And um, just really, you know, felt like God was saying, you know, this is the way it should be. It doesn't matter what people do to you or, or how they act toward you or what they say about you. You're still to love them. And I can truly say I just felt this love in my heart for her, and I pray that all was well with her when she left this earth. Because I had known that she'd had some sort of illness and I uh, hadn't really been in, you know, of course, in contact with her in the last probably year or two. But we were still friends kind of on Instagram, so I got to see, you know, some things. And, but, you know, um, and, of course, I was able to kind of go back and see what were the last, you know, months like with her and found out she got married and so happy for her. I was so happy. Even though she's gone, even though there were things that, you know, I know that she didn't act kindly toward me about, I was so happy that when I went on her post and saw that she got married, she looked like she was happy. It looks like, you know, she had attained this certain type of uh, place in her career that she was just excited about. I see that she'd gone to a foreign countries and, and she got married. That just really touched me. I was like, God, I'm so happy that it looks like she she got to do some things she needed to do or wanted to do. And regardless of whatever happened between us, I love her. And I pray that everything went well for her when she left this earth. And I can remember one time I was talking to her, and she made this statement. She says, well, I'm just kind of like, I'm not like you. She says, you know, and I know she read the Bible. She or the scripture. I mean, she wasn't like a bad person. It's just she was very gung-ho and very focused on career. So that was kind of like, nah, you know, I got to get this. I got to do this. I got to, you know. And um, I remember one time we were sitting in the car talking, and she said something along the lines like, you know, I think you pretty much are assured of where your home is going to be when you leave this earth, when you leave this earth. But she said, Miss Joy, I'm really not that sure. And I remember saying, you know, don't say that. You know, let's believe God that whatever is wrong will be made right. And, you know, you talk to God and you bring it to him. He'll forgive you of whatever it is, you know. Just be open and confess. And she just kind of looked at me and she says, yeah, I hope so. I do believe God is that kind of God. So when I heard that she passed, it was just really, uh, that thought came to my heart. It was like, I pray all was well with her. All was well when she left here. But anyway, um, just to let, just on that note, like, just make sure that we walk in forgiveness. You know, um, just walk in forgiveness. You know, Joseph, 
that was a lot to go through. But in in it all, I mean, he he was excited that his brothers were able to come to Egypt and that he was able to provide for them and set them up and he was in a position that God had allowed him. And I really believe the only reason he was in the position he was allowed to be in is because he didn't carry unforgiveness and that he would be used to be a bridge of uh, hope and a bridge to their continued existence and their uh, because of their situation with, at that time with the famine, he became, you know, their deliverer. Not just them. Why? Because he chose not to walk in unforgiveness. He chose. He chose the better way because he knows it wasn't just about him. It was about them and those who came after them. You know, I'll tell you all, the greatest thing I felt this past week when I heard that she had passed, was that I was able to say, God, I wasn't carrying any unforgiveness toward her. That was such a good feeling. When you hear about somebody dying and you felt that they did you wrong, but you still loved them, you still prayed for them, you still, you know, had good thoughts toward them, and then to hear that they were gone and you didn't get to talk to them before, just your heart to know that in your heart you knew there was no unforgiveness. What a that was one of the most awesome feelings. I can't even describe it. I mean, it was just amazing because I don't think I've ever had that. Uh, well, I think I did in a sense, you know, before when my mom died. You know, uh, God did a beautiful thing with that. Um, you know, there was some crazy, you know, stuff. You know, like I just always felt that she, you know, some things she just didn't do well by me. But God allowed us to have a period where she was silent and I could love on her and I could show her how much I forgave her or and she could forgive me for whatever things that she felt I had done. And it was such a it was such a wonderful feeling when you don't harbor bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. God can do miracles, not just for you, but for those who were involved. So I'm just telling you today. This is a new calendar year for us here. Let's walk it out with unforgiveness, with no unforgiveness, with forgiveness. Let's walk this thing and put the unforgiveness in the past, and let's have forgiveness in our heart toward those who God has connected to you, who's placed in your life, no matter what has gone on. I know it might be hard. I know. But you got to do it. You've got to walk in forgiveness so that you can see the miracle of what God wants to do in you, through you, that he can reach somebody because you chose to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to play this song, and I'll be right back in just a bit. Wake up and breathe in deeper than yesterday. Take on the morning like your soul's been made. Roll down the window, touch your kiss by your. 
For that new day. Hallelujah. Well, bless the name of the Lord. We're going to start taking calls and um, let me just get something here to write on. Um, hope everyone's experiencing a great day. Um, I have. It's been a great weekend. Really busy, but I thank God, you know, he's allowed me to see this. And I'm just looking for a new territory to open up. I'm looking for, you know, some things to, you know, to be done in this season that, you know, I've been looking for and expecting. And right now I'm kind of like in a place where it's like, God, whatever your will is, that's all I want. You know, it doesn't really, you know, it ain't so much really about me. You know, it's not about me at all. It's about you. And uh, that's the mindset you have to have. I'm telling you, I believe it with all my heart and able to survive 
even the things that are coming ahead, we got to have an attitude to walk in an understanding that God allowed this thing. Whether they betray you, whether you, they, you know, do all manners of evil against you, where your blessing is going to come from is that you're going to walk with a mindset that regardless of what has happened, that's what Joseph had to do. I mean, that came so alive to me today. You're going to have to walk in an understanding that God knew it before you knew it. And he allowed it because there are things that he will do in and through you, not just you, but through those that will go through this thing or even betray you, that may get some sort of understanding of who God is by the way you walk through it. Because they're going to watch you. They know what they did to you. You know, people know what they do a lot of times. You know, they know what they do. But you're walking through whatever they laid as a trap. And we have to realize this is the enemy. You walked through it. (laughs) You didn't let it stop you. He didn't let it stop him. He went on to be all that God needed him to be, not just to deliver himself, but to deliver a, a generation of people. That's what we're here for. We're to be those type of people, that type of a person to help people understand that. All right, so if you're listening by Internet and you want to call in, please do so, and that's going to be at 319-527-6027. That's 319-527-6027 if you're listening um, by Internet. And also... um, if you want to text in, let me know you're there. I'm on one phone, and I've got another phone here that I'm going to try to keep an eye on for text messages, and that's 214-505-8719. All right, 214-505-8719. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take calls. Um, y'all pray for me tonight. Uh, you know, let God uh, just use you to even pray for me tonight. So, Amen. Let's go here to our first caller, and that's going to be two five one three four two. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? This is Angela Joy. Hello, two five one three four two. Are you there? Yes, Angela Joy, Latrice from Alabama. Hi, Latrice. How are you tonight? It is well. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. I just, you know, it's cold over here. I know it's cold in Alabama. Yes, sir. (laughs) Bad guy. Yes. Yes, I think we were at 24 degrees this morning, so um, that's not something that's usual. It was 22. (laughs) Oh, you got me by two degrees. <laughs> yes, unheard of in Bama. But we wow. tell the Lord thank you. We tell the Lord thank you. I That gave me a chance just to stay in the house and not get out spending money at the shopping center, the local Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, went to church and came on back. Yeah, I went out though anyway, but I didn't hang out too long because it was just too cold. 
All right. Well, let's pray, pray for you, Latrice. So, God, we just thank you for Latrice tonight. And, Lord, more than anything, I just thank you, Lord, for you uh, directing and guiding her. It's like I just see, like, I don't know, like a, a way God has made for you. You know, like when you're walking across, like, um, uh, say, for instance, you're like, you have one of those bridges that cross over maybe a, 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 a valley or water or something, and it's almost like God placing you in a position to walk over this thing. He's already set it up. So you've got your way over to the other side. You've got your way. He's already made the way. It's like one of those bridges, you know, that you see that are kind of, you know, they're just, you walk, it's a, a bridge you walk on. But it's over a piece of land or it's over water, but it's over on a, it's on another side that you wouldn't be able to get there unless that walking bridge was there for you to have access to to get to the other side. And it's almost like I see that in this place where you are, it may not be a convenient place for some people, but it's going to be convenient for you, Latrice, because God has already made a bridge over. We'll just say it like it was in the old days back when, uh, I guess the Beatles saying it, a bridge over troubled water. Uh-huh. And uh, even though I don't even see a whole lot of trouble going on down there, but I do see that God has made an access for you to get through, regardless of what it looks like, no, regardless of the climate, regardless of the situation, there is a way that seems, you know, to be a way specifically set up for you. And I see you crossing it over. I see you mindful of where you are. I see the the guardrails on either side that God has protected, is protecting you by having this there, that you will not fall, you will not be thrown off, and that is set in a place where you can comfortably walk through where it may not have otherwise been accessible to you. But because God made the way over for you to get over it's well it is well so cross on over uh latrice to that place that god is calling you to and walk it out with an assurity that he made a way for you i don't see anybody else on the bridge but you just walking (laughs) i don't see anybody else that so i don't know what that means i don't know what it means if maybe nobody else you know, is supposed to be with you on this bridge, or if he did it for for you, you don't have to worry about somebody else. God's doing what he needs to do with them. But for you, he has made this your way through. So, Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sounds like thank my you. daughter, a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, <laughs> and a light in the darkness. Amen. Who is that? He is Just that, that kind of God. And he has made a way for my escape. Yes, he so has. that yes, is he good has. news on today. Yes. And I'm glad about it. We're connected to the right one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're connected yes. to the right one. The yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. And, you know, it's like I was talking earlier about, you know, we never know what God is doing with us, like where he's leading us, where he's putting us, 
you know, in position to meet people or to share things with them. Because mm-hmm. just you might say, just you, you are the one that are supposed to, you're supposed to say that. You don't know what you might say to someone that's going to make a difference in how they view Amen. life, how they walk through life. You know, what I was mentioning, you probably heard say about my son, he went to Egypt. And, um, you know, I just had made mention about, you know, the flood, you know, and he gets right. over there and he says, I thought about you. Because <laughs> uh-huh. you were talking about the flood and that he saw artifacts and he was on a tour where they were talking about this was discovered because it was dug up because of the flood that had washed it away and was covered up. And he came back and it was like, God, I know that was you. I know that was uh-huh. you. <laughs> God is so awesome. Come on, man. We got to trust and him. He trust him with everything. Everything. And so oh, I just yeah. smiled. I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, okay. And he kind of looked at me like, I wonder if she wants to expound on this. I was like, no, I really don't want to expound on that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, I, you know I'm going to leave, I'm gonna leave and that to God. Because he's mm-hmm. the only one that's able to get in there in your head, you know what I'm saying, and show you who he is. I can't. I mean, I can tell you who he is to me, uh-huh. but it's nothing like knowing who he is to you. What you say? You know? Yeah, I can tell you who he is to me, and I can, but right, I can tell right. you who he is to you. You got to get to know him for yourself. Yes, he's the God who parted the Red Sea. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the God who sent uh, the 40 days and the 40 nights. Yes, he is. He's right. still that God. But you've got Thank to God. for yourself. And so that was just really awesome how God, I just kind of looked at God like smile, like, okay, God, I see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Working you. even yeah. when we don't think he's working. That's it. That's totally it. Working for well, our good in spite of. Yes. yes. Well, is there anything, yes. Ms. Latrice, that you want prayer for? Well, I need prayer for so many things. Uh, <laughs> I need a prayer for I'm being, I'm going to be displaced. For a minute, but I know that mm. God has already prepared the way. Wow. I just mm. need the manifestation of that. Yeah. Um, Amen. And, and wow, that's it for the most part. Well, amen. Yeah, I got to get everything spoken on that. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that that whole thing with that walking through. Because basically, you know, it's like I didn't see any real thing. But it was like you were just out there and you, it was, in fact, it was really pretty beautiful scenery in a sense. But you were just alone and you had to walk this thing out on this bridge. And it was like God was saying, I'm, I'm crossing, I'm taking you. You know, it's been made, this path has been made for you. Um, you're oh, yeah. with you. You're secure, 
You don't have to worry about the bridge breaking down. It was like you weren't looking around thinking, like, man, this is a shabby-looking bridge. You know, I I don't know if this is going to be able to hold my weight. I don't know if it's going to be able to reach to where I need to be. But it was almost like there was right. a peace with you, abiding with you, as you walked this thing out with the faith that knowing that God set it up this way and that he's able to get you through it. So, Lord, we oh, can thank you the word that came forth, Lord, to give her an assurance that no matter what's going on, no matter what it might appear to be in the natural, that you have already worked this thing out and you are God enough to get her to the place that she needs to be. You are God enough to secure her and to have her to walk with faith, not with fear, not with uh, uncertainty, but to know that because she knows you, all things are possible with the God that she oh, yeah. is. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Amen. And, Lord, as I see her walking it out, her steps we speak to the steps that she's taking that they be ordered of the Lord. They won't go Amen. to the left. They won't go to the right. They will go in the straight and narrow path that God has created, even in the midst of uncertainty, that she will walk this thing out with assurance that God. Hallelujah. And he prepared this way. He's already oh, prepared yeah. this way. Not because of him believing that she won't make it, but prepare it this way that she will make it. And Lord, Amen. any situation that's going on in her life that's involving any sort of displacement, we know that there is no displacement in you, that you know exactly Amen. what you're doing. You order our steps. You direct our path. You are the light unto our path. And so, Lord, Amen. we thank you as she looks to you that you will illuminate, hallelujah, you will illuminate the path and direct her in the way that she needs to go. So, Lord, we thank, thank you, Lord. And we speak over this, blessings and favor in the name My of Lord. Blessings Amen. and favor. Blessings and favor be yours, Latrice, as you trust hallelujah. God and walk this thing out. We give you glory, God. We thank you because you are God and that you never leave, you never forsake. You always are ahead, already got the work done where we can't even see it. It's done. Mm -hmm. So glory be to God. Blessings to your name, Father, for being a good thank Father. Thank you, Lord. A good Father, a God who never fails. My Lord. Who always loves and protects even when we can't see it. We know Mm -hmm. that you're that type of God. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. For that angel of joy, and it's a timely word. And I receive that word, and I decree the blessings of the Lord unto you. And whatever your heart desire, bid it unto you in Jesus' name. 
Well, amen. Yeah. And I receive that. And um, I'm just at a I'm at a point too. I need some decisions to. Uh, I have some decisions I need to make about work. I'm just believing God's gonna make the decision for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I won't have to make the decision. He will make the decision for me. He is um, well able. He is. Yes, ma'am. He is well able, and uh, ain't no stopping us now. <laughs> I love it. I love yes, Lord. It is well. Yeah. Anything else going on you want to share? Are you good, or you need to stay warm yeah, over there? Uh, well, uh, other than freezing, it is well. Uh, Tuesday, I go to a pre-construction meeting to uh, find out when they'll begin on my house, uh, oh, building okay. my house, and uh, that's about it. And it's it's all in the master's plan. Uh, yes, I received, it is. Uh, uh, I received the call, I think, last week, and uh, the individual wanted to know what I was going to do about furniture. And I told him I, if I had a bed, I would be okay and could wait on anything else. And they right. offered to, uh, that they would be downsizing and uh, if I wanted anything uh, that they had, that I could have it. And I told Amen. them that I would pass. Uh, I'm believing <laughs> God for what I want. Amen. I had a birthday last week. And happy birthday. I think I'm old enough to get the things I want <laughs> now. Amen. And, but the individual <laughs> told me uh, that they wanted to rent a room in my house. And I'm like, well, you haven't been in this area maybe three, four times in 35 years. Why would you do that? And if you needed to spend the night, you wouldn't have to pay. And they insisted on renting a room in my house. So mm-hmm. it ended that uh, I told them, please pay my rent. I want a month in advance and not to be late. <laughs> oh, and I would buy the things that I wanted. But uh, we tell the Lord, thank you. But it was actually my brother, and that is his way of wanting to help me without saying that he's helping me. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. funny. He's, yeah. he's only been to Mobile in maybe three, four times in 35 years. So I told wow. him, sure, rent the room. So uh, he is, God is doing, I mean, everything is lined up. He's doing just what he does. As long as I keep my hands off of it. He's working it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's what we have to do a lot of times. Yeah, so oh, that's yeah. what we really have to do. We have to move on out of the way and um, just let God do it. I mean, you have to really be in a place, and I've learned this recently because of just some things that have happened. I mean, I I just have learned from experience that when I move out of the way, 
mm-hmm. it just seems like, you know, when the quicker you move, the quicker God's going to be oh, able yeah. to get into what he needs to do. You know, you want to drag oh, your yeah. feet. You want to, you know, you know, just try to take control or stay in the way. Okay, you're going to, yeah, you're going to stay in the way and you're going to hinder the way until you move out of the way for God to do what oh, he yeah. has to do. You know, and guess what? Let you do it. Just like you, just like you. I had another birthday, but it was a few months back. But at least I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit wiser too with it. So thank I'm God for that. <laughs> that I'm it wasn't just the calculations and the adding of the years, but hopefully I've gotten an adding of some wisdom with the years. Come on, so, man. Come on. So, so through that's, that, that's I hope I've saying. learned. More and more that I just need to move out of the way and let God Come have on. His way, because that's Amen. only I'm gonna get what He has for me. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna be I don't need to be boxing with God. You know, Amen. And stop delaying the process. <laughs> delaying it. That's right. I'm too old to be delaying stuff. I know why. Right? <laughs> I can't afford to do that. It is no, well, because no, no. it will happen at the appointed time. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. ma'am, but I do so thank you so much, and I'm yet You're praying welcome. for your granddaughter. Yes, uh, and I have that other grandbaby now. He was over today, and um, I don't know if I told you about the three-year-old. He's been diagnosed no. as well. Yes. I put him on yes. the prayer list. Yes, please do. And Prophet Randy can you address really his name or text me his name? Say it, others can pray. His name is Jonah. Oh, it's not Jonah. <laughs> yeah, Jonah. Come I on, know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing of it is, is that um, I just, Prophet Randy, uh, I called in for prayer for him. Uh, he ended up in the hospital a couple weeks ago, and um, it was like he gave me a word that I've been releasing and speaking over his life as well as my granddaughter that, right. you know, he said something along the lines like the body healing itself, you know? So I've been oh. speaking that over them like I proclaim and decree that the healing will come forth as the body repairs anything that is not like it's a foreign object, you know, like get out mm-hmm. of here. And I've been releasing that word over them both, like that the body will fight off, it will fight off the right. disease that is trying to attach itself and that it will heal itself. And so he just gave a word along those lines, like the body healing itself. So I've been speaking that and looking to God to to do something, you know, to take care of that to do just that. And actually, that's how the body is designed to heal that's what, itself. Yeah. Here you go. Miss, this is our nurse here. She has, <laughs> <laughs> This is our nurse, you know. But the body is designed to heal itself. Right. And, uh, the body is designed to heal itself. Yeah, so if we eat and do so our that. part, the, it, it yes. will take care of itself. I right, had an right. interesting so, yeah. conversation about that today. That, uh, well, God. you need to take this shot. You need to do this. You need to have this. You need to get this. 
And I'm like, no, I believe God. And he mm-hmm. will take care of his own. Yeah, And that's my belief and that's what I stand on. Because Amen. Amen. there's nothing new under the sun. No, and no. That's what I'm believing on. The body will heal itself. That's right. And see, you're speaking yes. from a spiritual pro- uh, point of view and also the biological point of view. Because oh, you've got yes. If we, if, if we do what we should do, God's definitely going to do what he does. He is good at guiding in my life. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yes, so you got man. credentials you've got credentials in the spiritual aspect and and the and the biological aspect. <laughs> yes, that's how the body is designed. And it says well two or three are gathered, he's in the yes. midst. So I agree with you as touching concerning your grandchildren's health and well-being in Jesus' name. It is so, and so it is. Yeah, you know, and it's it's amazing, you know, how God has been speaking to me over, you know, uh, the last, you know, uh, several months involving her and now him, and it's just like, it's just the enemy basically trying to find, a you know, a way in. You know, way you um, Yeah, a way in, and so we just come against that and stand on the word. Okay. And it well, matters what you believe. It does, and what we release out mm-hmm. of our mouth. Mm-hmm. So I've been proclaiming that the body will heal itself, you know, according Amen. to the way God designed it. So in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate you, Latrice. I thank you, and Happy New Year. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. All right. Well, you be blessed, and you we too. know God's got it. Good night. Him. Thank you for, the, for you calling in. All right, then. Good night. Amen. God is good. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and go to our next caller. And that's going to be three zero three five one seven. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Veronica from Colorado. Hi, Veronica. How are you Hello. tonight? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we uh, we just take every day, each day, you know, and you know, for what it's worth, and believe God to. Help us walk it out just the way we need to walk it out. And, uh, Lord, so we trust you, right? We're trusting God, right, Veronica? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right, let me pray for you. So, Lord, we thank you for Veronica. And um, I don't know, I'm going to look up. uh, I heard the word honey. I don't know why. Or I just, honey. So let's talk about honey and what honey is good for. So I know there are healing properties in honey. And um, let's see. Bear with me. (laughs) 
I know it's probably really cold out there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I don't know why I'm, 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 I saw honey. I don't know. I don't, you know, because there's honey in the rock. <laughs> you know, I, that came up, the scripture, huh? honey in the rock. So it's almost like in the rock, which we know the, the rock is Jesus. And we build our lives and our foundation on the rock. And it's almost like no matter how hard it gets, no matter what you're going through, he is our healing, and he has restoration for you in the rock, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be anything. It's like he's our healing. He's, the honey is in the rock. What scripture is that in? That's what I was looking for. Let's see, honey in the rock. Let's find that. And my fingers don't want to work tonight. It's been a long day. Let's go ahead and see my pecking here. I'm pecking. (laughs) I'm pecking. (laughs) All right, so... Deuteronomy 32:13 says he made him hide in the height of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty rock. So I'm not I didn't read the whole scripture. Hold on. Let me go back to let me see if I can whole thing. All right. Let's go back up a little bit. What I'm getting from this, telling you this, um, Veronica, is that God what is trying to let you know that regardless of what state you're in, he is your provision. I'm going to go back up to nine. It says, for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland of howling wilderness. And he encircled him. He instructed him. And he kept him as the apple of his eye. As the eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings and taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. And he made him ride in the height of the earth, and he ate the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock and oil from the flinty place, the flinty rock. So I just sense that the Lord is telling you, I don't know if you're in a hard place right now, Veronica. I don't know if there's places, you know, that seem so very difficult that you have felt that you are at at times alone. But it's almost like God is saying to you, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how hard it might appear. It may look like a desert. It may look like there's nothing being produced. It may look like there's nothing going on, but he's here to assure you. I believe this word is to assure you 
that no matter what it looks like in the natural, he has not forsaken you. He has not cast you aside. There is provision even when it looks like there isn't provision. Who would ever think there would be honey in a rock? Who would ever think that there would be fields that produce in a dry land? Who would think that in a place where there seems like there is no provision that God will provide? So I'm just believing God is trying to encourage you no matter what it looks like, Veronica, no matter what it appears to be, he is going to provide. He is going to give you what you need, even in the howling wilderness, even in the wasteland. He will encircle you. He will instruct you. Why? Because you are the apple of his eye. So, Lord, we thank you for that tonight. I don't know where she is or what's going on, but all I know is I feel that you want to encourage her, that she will always realize and always know you are with her. You will uphold her with your right hand. You will carry her when it looks like she can't walk. She will be there in your arms. You are her protection. You are her guide. And you are her provider, no matter what it looks like. I'm not just talking about physical things either, Veronica. I just think sense to tell you he's talking about anything that is concerning you. He's there with you. He is there with you. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight that she will be encouraged and not discouraged. That she will look to you to provide when it looks like there's no way else it's coming. You can't see the way it's coming, no matter whether we're talking about natural things or spiritual things. You have what she needs to get through. You will appear and you will feed her, even if she, if she, if she has to get honey from a rock. <laughs> You're going to do to provide and to protect and to guide. And, Lord, we thank you. We just glorify you because you're God. You know, there's so many things, Veronica, you know, that I can say, I can look back over my life, and I I think that, wow, you know, I would have gone that way, but somehow God directed me this way, and I ended up over here because he wanted me here. He wanted me to do these things. He wanted me in this place. It wasn't my own doing. Had I done something you know, thought it of my own, I would have done something differently. But because I, you know what I, I often say, Veronica, is this, Lord, I think I know my way. I think I, most of the time, we kind of think we know what we need to do. You know, it's just kind of like common sense sometimes. You know, sometimes it's not. But I know that just God supersedes my will. If you see that my will and what I want is not lining up to what you want, just override me. Override that. Veto that. You know, just override that, my thoughts about this situation. If it's not right, override. I give you permission. Mm -hmm. I choose to follow you. I choose to give you that type of authority over me. Supersede my will, God. Every day, even when I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right thing and going the right way, supersede my will every day, God. 
And, you know, Veronica, since I've been praying that, I've literally seen things that, you know, God has done because he superseded my will. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at a situation where because God superseded my will, this thing worked out for my good. And not just for Mm -hmm. me, but for those who are connected with me. Why? Because I didn't want my will to be done. I wanted his will to be done. And it makes Mm -hmm. such a big difference. Because he sees the whole picture. We don't. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. We thank you that she will rest and find confidence in that. That she will know that as long as I turn my will over to the Father, I can be assured. I mean, there won't be any mistake here. I can be assured it's going to work out for my good. And I just say, God, not my will, but your will. And I really mean it from the depth of my heart, with every fiber of my being. Don't you know God will turn and shake things up just so that his will will be done? Amen. Well, Lord, I thank you. Let that, I just feel like that just, just download that in her tonight. Download it in her tonight that she will be at peace when she just, Turns that thing completely. Everything that her mind would try to direct her to do, if she just believed with everything that she has in her, that it's God's will that must be done here, not mine, not Veronica's, but God's will. And I can rest in assurance. I don't have to fret. I don't have to be, you know, stressed about anything because why? It's no longer my will that's being done in here. This is God's will. And if it's God's will, guess what? It's his business. And he's obligated to take care of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not obligated to take care of things that God put. He is. If he says it this way, there's nothing I can say because I've released my will to him to do whatever he wants to do, to do whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, I thank you for that tonight for Veronica, that she will have an assurance that he will be with her, and he will encircle her, and he sees her as the apple of his eye. And so we thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So how are we doing? <laughs> Good. I just uh, struggling with other car, but... um. My daughters, let me borrow the car and then uh, Uber or here and there. But um, it hasn't stopped from God blessing me and um, and then um, I just I just know that I praise Him and and good times and bad times and um, and I know so you said so you say you're looking for a car. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're looking for a car. And then did you, what did you say about your daughter? They're letting me borrow their car a different day. One lets me borrow the oh, car one you. day. The other one lets me borrow okay. the car the next day. Yeah, but um, okay, gotcha. I, I know God, uh, God, God it's uh, more interested on the on the spirit realm than the physical because the physical can be fixed. But the spirit mm-hmm. is. As the one that yes. God wants to um, try to align together to His heart, to His mind, to His to Himself. Yes. And um, 
I thank him for 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 the shortcomings because I uh, I get closer to him in a sense of a a need a need of a, just like a little crybaby I need a, but in reality <laughs> I mean I have everything but um it's the the closeness to God that comes in the the warm up and uh, and just mm. seeking seeking him is what he's um the lights on it and um and because I don't have a car then I can spend more time with him because if I were to have a car I would be gone driving that way, driving that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So God God knows what he's doing. I know he that. He does. He does. Yeah. And I'll tell you, so I was without a car for a year. Um I, it was a long story. But anyway, I just kind of didn't even look for a car. I mean, because I was kind of like you. So I had um, I had a son who was staying with me at the time, and he had a car. So mm-hmm. my car w- wasn't working, and um, I had actually used it to drive somewhere like 300 miles, was about 300 miles away. And on the way there, it broke down, and I never was able to get it back. So I, you know... I was like, I'm not looking for a car. I was like, right now my son's here. I can use his car. And then um, I didn't live too far from where I worked. So anyway, I went like that for a year. I was without a vehicle for a year. And it really didn't bother me too much because I was kind of like, okay, you know. But then it got to a situation where one day I needed to, I needed, I couldn't get my son's car. He didn't answer my texts and, he didn't come get me, so I was like, I ended up walking to work. It took about mm, maybe a couple miles, maybe a mile, a couple miles, I don't know. So I walked to work. And so right then and there, the Lord told me, he said, go out and look for a car. And I was like, Lord, you know my situation. I, you know, mm, you know, I didn't really want to do it. But then he said, um, I need you to go look for a car. So long story short. My son, my other son had told me about some car that he saw somewhere somebody was advertising. So we went over there and we saw it, and at this time his girlfriend was, um, she was with me, and she drove me over there, and we went and was like, no, 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 no. And so while I was on my way back home, like I said, let's see, this was about, what did we drive, about an hour and a half, two hours away? to look at this car, and I was like, no, Lord, you told me to go look for a car today, and you basically told me that you were going to come, that I was going to come back with the car, and so we drove over there, and I was like, this isn't right, I mean, I know you told me to go look for a car today, and so at that moment, I called a friend of mine who had just gotten a car, and I was asking her about you know, of the a vehicle. So she was looking online or something. She says, well, where are you? And I told her where I was. And she says, well, this car dealership is over there, and they've got this little car, and, you know, I think this would be perfect for you. And she says, why don't you drive over there? And it was amazing because I hadn't talked to this woman in a long time, and when I called her, I was 15 minutes away from the car she saw. And so we drove right over there, Got the car. The people were getting ready to close, like, within 30 minutes. We got over there within an hour. I drove out of there in a car. 
And I still got that car. And I enjoy that car. <laughs> but it was like I was obedient to listen to the Lord with so, so he could tell me what to do and where to go. And I drove out of there because I just, God was just saying, he shut it down. He says, you need to go get a car. And I was like, well, Lord, you know my situation. I, it's just not going to be that easy. And, you know, so he says, just do what I told you to do. So then, of course, I get over there, and it's not, you know. But then he prompted me to call somebody, and they, here I am, two hours, almost two hours away from home, and this person I called, they're over where I live, two hours away. And she says, hey, where are you? And I said, I'm over here. You know, I'm near Warner Robins. I don't know if that's in Georgia. It's, a new, it's an Air Force base, I think, over that way. And she says, hey, there's a car listed over there. You're only about 15 minutes away. Why don't you go check it out? Drove right over there and drove out with the vehicle. And it's been a good vehicle. So just, just be sensitive with Veronica to what God is directing you to do. And he's going to direct you. And he's going to give you what you need. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that right now. We thank you, Lord, that, God, you put us here that we can encourage each other. We can encourage each other. And we can stand with with each other. And we can agree that the will of God be done. That Veronica's will will take a back seat to the will of God. And Amen. so, Lord, we thank you that your will will be done. It will supersede her natural intellect. It will supersede her natural way of thinking. It will supersede the doubt. It will supersede everything that would hinder her from getting what you have in place for her. So, Lord, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that your will will be done in this situation and that you will direct her and guide her and put her in place and position to receive the blessing that you have for her. And we give you glory for it. We give you honor because your will will be done in this situation. And we do believe that it's your will for her to have a vehicle. So, Lord, we thank you for it. And, Lord, she'll give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor for the manifestation of the blessing that you're going to bring her way. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And I, I'm led to say to you, Veronica, put your put feet to your faith. Put feet put what? to your faith. Your feet to your faith. You know what that means? No. <laughs> you're going to <laughs> you're going to walk into the place that God tells you to walk to get the vehicle that He wants you to have. So don't okay. just say it when God speaks to you to move in the direction that He's telling you to move in to check out vehicles. Put your feet in action to bring okay. to be. Taken to the place that God wants you to be in to receive what he wants to give you. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for the blessing. We don't know how you're going to get it to her. Hey, we, don't, we just thank you, God, that whoever has a vehicle who might want to bless her, we thank you for whatever situation might come up for her to be able to get it. We just thank you. We don't worry about how she's going to get it. We just thank you, God, that she's going to get it. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So glory be to God, and uh, I look forward to talking to you, Veronica, when you get your ve- again when you get your vehicle. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just believe it by faith. You, 
hey, God, it's your will that be done here, and I believe that your will will want me to be able to have, a, you know, transportation, you know? Mm-hmm. So work it out, God. And I believe he's already worked it out, Veronica. Amen. Amen. All right. Is there anything else? No, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, and you be encouraged because God's got that. Thank you. Thank All right. You. you have a great night. God bless. You too. All thank right. You. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. All right. Let's go to 803-991. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hi, Angela Joy. It's Angela, South Carolina. Hi, Angela in South Carolina over there. Not too far away. I guess you're having some cold yeah. weather too. Oh yes. Arctic cold. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well let's pray. We'll talk thank a little you. bit. Hi. Hi, Miss Angela. <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you, God, for Angela tonight. We thank you, Lord, for uh Mm. We thank you for the roadway, the roadway. I just see like a roadway, and I don't know what it means, but it's just kind of like just, it's not a, like one of those big highways. It's just like a, a roadway, and it's like you just kind of, you, you're going the roadway, and it's almost like it's just very peaceful. Um, you know how you kind of like travel through different places, and you're just enjoying your your ride, you know, because you know you're headed somewhere, but you're going to take in the scenery as you travel. So, Lord, I thank you for tonight that you're taking Angela somewhere, but you want her to really enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, enjoy um, the whole thing. You know, sometimes, you know, like when we go in somewhere, we think about the destination of where we're going. Like if I'm going to Florida then I'm excited because, you know, I'm going to go see family and, you know, some friends down there and we may hang out a little bit and they go to the beach and stuff like that. So my mind's kind of on, like, the destination, the arrival. But I just sense to tell you, God says you are definitely in, in the position of arrival. But he wants you to enjoy, I sense the Spirit say, enjoy, enjoy the trip, enjoy the journey. And um, even though... You know, it may look a little bleak sometimes, but it's always like, it's almost like God is saying, you know, just enjoy it because regardless of whether it looks bleak or not, I'm still right there. And so just enjoy the journey, enjoy the the process, the process, and um, relax in that too. Just be, don't be anxious for anything, but just relax in the, in the, in the traveling, the journey, the getting there. Enjoy that and just understand that you're going to get there. The arrival, the destination is definitely in sight, but just enjoy enjoy the trip. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy as much as you can. So, Lord, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. So how are you, Angela? I'm well. I'll listen to the other words you were giving the people tonight. It was, mm-hmm. I, was, I was receiving all of that because it was, like for me also. <laughs> Amen. All of it. It was like, yeah, it was like bullseye. You're hitting a bullseye on everyone's prophecy. I was like, wow, that's. I'll take that too. I'll take some of that. Yeah. So, yeah. And All then right. to hear what you just told me. So, yeah, it's that's 
that's for what I'm, you know, circumstances I'm I'm dealing with, and and you know, a lot has to do with my family. It's, it's um, mm-hmm. you know, I've been a little anxious because um, I've never taken this journey <laughs> before, no. so it's a little. <laughs> it's um, so everything you said, that's that's like. I've been feeling a little anxious because I'm taking a stand on some things and it's not easy because uh, it's been some rough turbulence in the family anyway. So for me to just pull mm-hmm. back and just like you say, be not anxious to make a move or just, you know, enjoy spending my time with God and getting closer and getting stronger and just, you know, I don't say yep. walking it out, but you know, let him work it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I totally understand. Um yeah, and that's what I've been really, like, I've gotten my, to a point now, I I don't know, I like listening to the word and reading it, but it's almost like this, within the last few weeks, it's been like a vital, it's been like that essential thing that I've got to have, you know, to keep me focused. Like, like I like mm-hmm. to, like, listen to the word. So what I do, I normally, like, today I listen to it for about an hour and a half. And um and then I went back and I replayed parts and then I focused in on parts that I felt like the Lord had highlighted for me. And mm-hmm. it was just I don't know, it felt such a refreshing of just the word today. You know, um and even over the last few weeks it's like I'll start listening and then I'll Re go. I'll go back and redo it or re-listen to it, and and then it's almost like things pop up at out to me, and then I'll kind of study those things or research those things and find out more information about the things that I'm I've heard in the Word and like God mm-hmm. highlighted for me, and then it's just given me such a peace um, and assurance that when you just let my will, you know, be done, when you can just rest. In the fact that I am God, and I do know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, unlike us, right. you know, mm-hmm. we may not yep. know what we're doing, but mm-hmm. so unlike you, I know what I'm doing. And if you will just trust me enough to let me just be positioned that way in your life, you're going to see some things happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to really begin to see some things change. Uh, I don't know if you were on mm-hmm. with the part when I was telling about my son with the Egypt. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah wow, so, that's, that's, I mean, I've been, a, yeah, I was really a little, you know, concerned, you know, about his viewpoint on things, you know, and, you know, had we had had that discussion about, you know, this God of the Bible and, you know, it's, you know, we, I believe in God and all of this, but, you know, all that stuff, you know, isn't that kind of just like, you know, like just it's not literal, right? I was like, well, maybe some of it mm-hmm. is, maybe some of it is. And just to mm-hmm. have him, you know, that very thing that we had a discussion about, about the flood. And for him to, I didn't even know he was going to Egypt. Oh, okay. And to have him... To have him go to Egypt, he was over there like 10 days, eight about eight days. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So to have him go to Egypt and the very thing that he had a discussion with me before he left, he was able to see with his own eyes 
because he went on a tour that talked about wow. the flood. Wow. And how they had discovered artifacts that mm-hmm. were buried that they never knew were there for centuries until they started this dig and they realized in order for it, that was a whole like city or whatever under there that was destroyed. And they said it was because of the flood, a flood. But he had just talked to me about that before he left, and I had Mm -hmm. talked to God about it. Like, God, you speak to him. You show him that you're God Mm -hmm. and that you Mm -hmm. did all those miraculous things in the word. They are, you know, like I told him, I said, they're history. It's history. Because, you know, he's kind of intellectual, so I have to kind of approach it like that, you know. Right, right. You know, you tell him to get a book called, because you said, you said one Sunday, and I forgot to mention it, I heard you do your message, and it was Jeremiah. You, you were you were giving a message from Jeremiah about, mm-hmm. um, it was, I can't remember, but I know when you said it, oh, the 400 years of slaves, I think that's what it was. Well, that refers to African Americans. That, that refers to the people in America, because we were taken from, um, of course, Africa, but the right. It's, it's a book called Into Egypt Again with Ships. It's the name of the book is by Elijah. I can't think of his last name, but I have it. What's and it called again? It, it, it's called Into Egypt Again with Ships, and it's telling hmm. the history of the Atlantic Atlantic trade slave slave trade and how okay. we were brought here. And when you were saying the message, I said, "Oh wow!" I said, "That that's a scripture that." Go, it's in the it's in the book also, but it shows you the history of how we the um it's Hebrews, but that's who we are. That's who the American, you know, black people are Hebrews, and we were taken. We were, when it says back into Egypt again with ships, it was talking about the slavery beforehand. We were enslaved also in Egypt, and then we were right. taken again into America. It's, it's another Egypt, it's another mm-hmm. name, but it's the same, you know. So yeah, that's a good look. You may want to read because it'll really break down the history in a quick little read because it's not a real thick book but I mean it's enough to let you know why we were taken and we're behind it and how God dealt with us because of our disobedience and that's what it, that's oh, wow. it comes from and now who's the author? his name is Elijah um, Elijah it's on Amazon it's called Into Egypt Again with okay. Ships and, um, Into Egypt Again with, with Ships, ships. Mhm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it talks about it. Yeah, it's a very, very good read, and this takes based on scripture, like you were saying about um, Jeremiah, sure. Jeremiah twenty nine. But um. Right. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I think but, I read that whole chapter that time. Yeah. Jeremiah. Mhm. Um, well, wow. Out of here. It's almost like you know, like so. basically, God will He will answer us. I mean, we just have to trust him to the point that we mm-hmm. know that no matter what, you know, we can't even, you know, understand with our finite mind the magnificence of God. Right. I mean, we can't even take it in. And so God, you know, who am, I can't even think this thing out the way I need to think it out. So what do I need to do? I need to give it totally over to God, and he will position us, he will direct us, he will instruct us, he will show us Mm -hmm. everything we need to know. And so 
even though our unsaved loved ones, even with those who struggle with really understanding who God is, you know, just ask that and believe by faith that God will place them in positions and with people that will show them there's a God and he's alive He's and he's well and he's involved in everything. So it was like just God just showing me, it's like, you know, just leave this situation to me. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? I, he can do I, it better. I didn't even know he was going to Egypt. Wow. You know? No. I mean, he, he said he you. was going out of the country. Uh, I think he said mm-hmm. out of the country for like 10 days. But I didn't know it was Egypt. And right. And he said, well, if you need to get in contact with, you know, telling us, if you need to get in contact with me, you know, you're going to have to do like on social media or something else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. But I really didn't question where he was going, per se. I just knew, you know, it was out of the country. And then for him right. to come back and make mention that, you know. Hey, I went to Egypt. <laughs> he just, he's supposed huh? to be an adventure. I said, he said, oh, I just went to Egypt. Yeah, by the way, I went to Egypt. He didn't tell you where he was going. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, well, he didn't go by himself. So he went with a okay. group of his uh-huh. With his, what is it, fraternity, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, So, of yeah. course, I'm not really yeah. big on that either, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a college right. thing, so, so to speak. So I think 80 mm-hmm. of them went. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so they they went to Egypt, and but it was so funny because I had just spoken about that whole situation with, and he went, God sent him right there, and he saw wow. that, you know, God, <laughs> You know, what I told him about what God had done and knowing all of that, and he actually got, and he said, I thought of you when I was over there. I say, about what? He says, because we went to this place where they said, you know, what the flood had done. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that it was a city that that was destroyed, and I guess they referenced the flood. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so he was yeah, like, you know, that's just God. Nobody but God could do that. Mm-hmm. Because you released the word. And I was listening to this prophet, um, well, he's a great apostle yesterday, and he was saying when, whenever we pray, if we're not praying enough, angels can't do anything. So when you release the word or you pray and tell God something, he said you release our angels to do that very thing you ask for. Mm, so, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I was is like, wow. point. Yeah, yeah he said, so when you don't pray, when you yeah, when your prayer life is not active, your angels are bored pretty much. They're not doing anything because you're not releasing the word or, you know, prayer. So he said, whatever you and release it. kind of reminds me of that word. I think, I don't know if it was you or who it was last week or last time I was on about, um, you know, how we send that word out and basically it becomes like it's alive. So it'll protect mm-hmm. us. It'll deliver us. It'll, you know, it'll take care of whatever it needs to take care of. When we pray with that understanding of and with the faith that puts that right. word that word in action, you know, because right. I had mm-hmm. really said, "Well, God, this is up to you." I there's not you know much I can say, <laughs> you know that will, you know. Of course, we read it, you know, we read it and talked about it when he was young, and you know they were always in church, and so. But I mean, almost like you know, I guess when you go through so many years of education, sometimes it's like it just. I don't know. You get indoctrinated with all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then they're fighting against that, you know, like, was that really, right. like, real? And, you know, this is real. The sciences mm-hmm. are real. You know, mm-hmm. this stuff is real. We can see it. But, you know, did he did this happen? I was like, it's history. This is history. Right. And, of course, he right. got to see it's history. Even the Egyptians over there are recognizing this is history. This happened. Mhm. So exactly, and I think it was that was John Corinthians. Yeah, that that was. I mean, I think it's it's the Corinthians or Colossians one five tells you that I am the God, the invisible and the visible God. And I think it's written in in the Bible. It's one of the scriptures. It's Corinthians or Colossians mm. says that I am the, the visible and the visible God, invisible and invisible God. But um, the name of the guy who wrote the book is called. His name is Elijah Israel. Elijah J Israel. Oh really? And it's uh, mhm, mhm. Huh. And it says a, a message to the Israelites, African Americans. It says um into Egypt again with ships. Mm-hmm. And it's on Amazon. It's probably like maybe about sixteen bucks, but it's a really good read and it's very, very light. I mean, it really made me cry. Cause I saw pages I couldn't even go any further once I read it. a couple of pages. It was so deep. It was very oh, awakening. Really? Very um, mhm, yeah. It was it was. Very heartfelt book. Who wrote it? The guy wrote, wrote it and stuff. Because um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I well, tell he, you, he, um, God is awesome. God is just. I mean, we want we want an answer. He knows how to get it to us. He does. I bet he was shocked. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, my I mean, mom told me about this stuff. Yeah, that he came back and said it. He says. <laughs> I thought about you. I thought that about me. But what? He says, because we went to the place where we saw, um, we had, there was evidence that the flood had washed out cities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he I was like, like my, what new? I said, he sounds like my, my friend of mine. Her daughter's a paternity person, and he was trying to tell her that Abraham was Greek. He was a Greek uh, uh, person. <laughs> And she said, she said, oh, no, 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 no. What? <laughs> yeah, she was saying her, her, I guess her schooling was telling her that Abraham was Greek. He was part of the Greek mythology and stuff. And she was like, oh, no, 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 no. Abraham, he was a son of, <laughs> she had to break yeah, it down yeah. for her. But she, you know, she's part of her eternity also. And you can't, like she said, she can't relate to her on just, like you're talking to everyday people. It's a different level when you got a lot of education. It's like, okay, well, this, I this mean, is what the book yeah. says. <laughs> not not just in your sense like that, but I'm just saying with her. Yeah, oh, no. With her like it, that because you. Well, I don't know. It's just you get indoctrinated. Okay, so you think about people spend 12 years and 10 years in medical school. Okay, so, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's just really that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to try to help them understand. Yes. Even though you mm-hmm. were brought up in a certain environment that we talked about the Lord, you, we, you know, I remember, I don't know if he remembers, but I remember when we had the church and I was over the, the youth, I remember uh, he played a part in, you know, he reread scripture of him being Joseph with the coat of many colors. Oh, okay. And um, that was, that was who he was, you know? So I put that together too and because I didn't think about it until later, I said, wow, he played the part of Joseph when we did oh, okay. the children's play, Joseph with the coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. 
and, you know, exiled in Egypt, and there he is. He went to Egypt. Wow. That, so that really resonated with him. He probably remembered. But I don't he know was, if he, he was like a. Now it, it came up mm-hmm. now that we're thinking about I'm thinking it came to me, but I didn't mention it to him. But I'm going to mention mm-hmm. it to him. I'm going to say, do you remember? I think he must have been about 10, 12. Well, no. Yeah, maybe about 11 because we moved here when he was 10. Mm-hmm. And it might have been while he was 10. But um, he played that part in a play that I had with the, the kids doing different Bible characters. And mm-hmm. um, he, he played that part of Joseph with the coat of many colors. And now wow. that I think, I'm thinking about it, I'm going to ask him, do you remember the part you played, Joseph, you know, and that, you know, how Joseph went to Egypt and was captured and kept, you know, there for all those years, and then you go to Egypt? I'm going to ask wow. him that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That, that's, everybody don't go to Egypt every day. That's, that's a, you know. Yeah. I was, yeah. He, he's gone to do He's gone to Dubai. So he went to Dubai a couple of years ago. Okay. Two or three years. Tra- he went to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, he loves to travel. Yeah, I love to travel. Awesome. I think, and I think he went to Canada. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a traveler. And so he went okay. to Canada, and I, I think yeah, in Dubai. And there's another place. Where else did he go? He went somewhere else. But yeah, he loves to travel, and uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I remember when I was before I really got into the Lord that seriously, I always wanted to go to Egypt, but I haven't had any interest in going, you know. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to right. see, like, the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And he has, yeah, like, that would be interesting. He has, like, hundreds of pictures on Facebook of um, <laughs> the the pictures that they took over there, and he's got the pyramids in the background and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But, yeah, once you, you know, you have that many years of education, it's kind of, you know, you kind of view things a little bit differently. Right. So. And he's he's a doctor. He's like, oh, oh, he's very yeah, intellectual. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and then it wasn't really that easy for him as first, as far as, like, not so much the school, it was just that it was a fight because he ended up going to school in Florida, and uh, it was just too expensive. It was just so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, you got to come out of Florida because he applied first here, and I think they had asked that the – and it was like a – I think they were just trying to weed out students because the, probably the enrollment was too high. So usually mm-hmm. if you take the SAT, you are not required to take the ACT. But for that particular mm-hmm. year – he took the SAT and did extremely well on it, but then they wanted scores from the ACT. So I was like, mm. that's weird, you know, because yeah. they really look at the SAT more than the ACT. So mm-hmm. anyway, he ended up not going, you know, to school here in Georgia, and he ended up going to Florida because they had offered a little scholarship. But at that time, the scholarship that they gave him, this was a private school, it was it was terrible. So he was down there for a year and mm-hmm. a half. And then he ended up back, you know, going to school in Georgia. And um, so he lost, basically, because it was a private school, he lost, like, basically all of the credit. So he had to literally, like, start over after he been down there for a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. But he was determined, you know, to do it, and so Mm -hmm. he he did it. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. But anyway, well, so it was. Um, it was. It's been a, a an adventure. Believe me. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. That yeah. they can say He's he's he, he don't mind going. He don't mind leaving the country. He'll go. That's oh good. no, he doesn't. Oh. You know, I was. I, I've always wanted to go to Israel, but with all that's going on, I mm-hmm. have no longer, no longer, of course, any interest in going. But that was. Right. I've never had much interest in like going anywhere, though. I mean, I'm pretty. Okay. I'm pretty content right here in the. I mean, I've been <laughs> gone to Mexico and I've gone to the Caribbean, and I've basically want. I want to go to Canada, but um, okay. you know. I don't know. It's just not. A lot of people like to go to like. I saw friends. They went to Greece. Now Greece, I guess, would be all right. All right. And a lot of people want to go to Paris, and mm-hmm. eh, but you know, I just don't have much of an interest to like really venture too far outside of the United States. <laughs> well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I, just, I, I mean, at what time I, I would, did? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think we all like to, you know, go somewhere at least, you know. I haven't done anything right, like myself. Right. I've been to the states, other states, but not country. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I haven't even been to some parts in the state. That's what I really want to do. I want to spend one day. Well, he went to the Grand Canyon last year, so that's where I want okay. to go within mm-hmm. the states. I want to go. I've right. always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. I just think right. right. So he had a picture of him flying over the Grand Canyon in, the, in a helicopter. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's for real. He's, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's playing. He's, yep. That's yep. awesome. Flying over the Grand Canyon, yep. So, yeah, they were dressed up, and I saw pictures of dressed up in the uh, attire over there of the of the country. They had the mm-hmm. whole headrest thing, you know. and Okay. You know, basically the people, yeah. they look similar to the people and the way they dressed in when he went to Dubai. Mhm. And right. he, he brought me back an outfit from um from um, you know, Dubai and and then the people that he showed I know you he was showing me a pictures of uh, a little video of the children over in Egypt, how they um they weave this they do the weaving of the rugs. And he said oh, okay. they had little children there, like, you know, because those Egyptian rugs are really expensive, like if you go yeah. to the stores. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, they wow. had a picture of these kids. They're little kids, like probably eight, seven, eight years old, nine, mm-hmm. eight or nine, sitting there with this thing weaving the rugs together. Wow! So I say, wow, that's why yeah. it's so expensive because it was like, yeah, yeah the, you could see the different threads coming down, and they would get this hook and then they would bring it down and weave weave the the rugs. Wow, well, I didn't know that. And then they had hmm. on the side. It had a uh, on the side of where they had their little thing doing the rug. It was a picture mm-hmm. of the design that they had to follow to do the rug. Oh wow! Yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard those Egyptian rugs, but I didn't know little children were making them. I've yeah, I didn't either. But I mean, they had some adults there too. But they had right. little kids, you know, sitting there, you know, making the rugs. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yep, yeah. so it just we just really have to trust God and just give it over to him and know that you know, he's in control. I mean, we release mm-hmm. it to him. Um, you know, we just release it and don't carry it. And now that's the only thing I can do. I can't you can't really 
you know, we do our warfare and our, our battle is in prayer. That's what we do. That's how we mm-hmm. we get results. That's how we see the manifestation. That's how we see the plan of God go forth is by the word we release in prayer and believing mm-hmm. by faith. And lately, like I said, it's been it's been really interesting. I mean, I've seen situations where I had believed or thought otherwise. And when I said, okay, God, it's not about what I want. It's about what you want. And earnestly meant it with everything in me. And I just see that thing switch. It's a couple situations. I wish I could think about one in particular, but I just thought about it the other day. I was like, there's been a few situations lately where since you've said and believed with every fiber of your being that this thing is not to be controlled about what you want, but you want it done by the way God wants it done. And have you just noticed, it was like talking, you know, to myself, like, haven't you noticed how things have switched and how it worked out because you gave it over to God and he, he sorted it all out where it looked all messy and mangled when you gave it over and said, let your will be done and not mine. Things just happened. Right. And I can actually say that that happened, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, God is good. He's faithful. So what's going on, Angela? What else happening? Just trying to stay warm over here. And I'm going, I, well, I sell cars. I'm out in the cold a little bit every now and then. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like going on. I'm yeah. still working on my writings and um, like I said, you just mentioned to me what you just said. That was um, that was powerful. About what? When you were saying just release his will, let his will be done, and not your will, and release right. and just and really we pray let it go. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pray it. I mean, it's a part. You know, it's just a kind of a no. Okay, Lord, I want your will and not mine. But when you really mean that, I mean, it'll mm-hmm. just it'll shift. It'll start to shift stuff. I mean, just really right. shift stuff. When God, you know, of course, he knows our heart, and he knows if we're sincere. So we sincerely want his will, because, like, he's given me some instructions lately. Is just, you know, just be very mindful of what you release out of your mouth. Because, mm-hmm. of, of course, we know we're so powerful, you know. Yeah. And when the word lets us know, you know, you'll eat the fruit of your lips, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you want that fruit to be, you know. Right. So be very mindful on what you say. And if, you know, it's best sometimes not to say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Because right. just like, you know, the enemy, um, God's listening, the enemy's listening. He he listens mm-hmm. to what we say. He monitors us. He mm-hmm. watches. And he's very mindful of what we're doing. Because he right. wants it not to work out for us, you know. God's working out for our good. So his word will accomplish that. That's why, you know, we think we know the answer. We think we know what's right. No, I don't mm-hmm. know what's right. And right. I believe if you sincerely release that, you know, in a way that you letting God know, yes, Lord, it's your will. If you've got to supersede my will, I mean, when I think, even when I'm I'm releasing stuff, I'm giving God permission to even do this. If I'm releasing something and it doesn't even look right, 
<laughs> it doesn't even sound right. Please, God, you know, in my ignorance, please help me. Yeah. And if you can, I give you the right, God, to to override my ignorance. Just override it and work it out that your will will be done, not mine. Because I could be ignorant of so many things because I don't see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You do. You know. No, no, it was. It, yeah, like you saying, you release the word. Because all, all I said was the day that when this, 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 I'm gonna call it my stance started. All I said was, God, I can't do this no more. That was it. I whispered mm. those words, and it was done that very day. Things started mm. to shift. Mm. God, I can't do this no more. Mm. And so mm. you write the words to release that things in action, but it was for the good, for the good, because it needed to be mm. said. It needed to be, you know. So um, right. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, I I need because I'm at a point too right now with my job. And I was actually um, telling my son about it. You know, it's like they just kind of thrown me into doing tech support that I'm not. I haven't been trained to do. You know, mm-hmm. how are you gonna just give me, you know, these calls for tech support on stuff that I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with it. But right. people are calling me, expecting me to know how to, you know, re- redo this computer. <laughs> All right, I got a little training then. I can do basic, you know, basic stuff. But, right. I mean, right. some of this stuff is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I need to even go and research the terminology that you're even using so I can even begin to even research what it is you want me to do. Oh, well. So, yeah. and I'm thinking... And I said, and then now security systems, really? Did you give me any training on any security systems? No. But I'm getting calls. Do tech support on uh, installation and and tech support for security systems. Well, did I get any training on that? No. So I was like, I was like, like, God, I can't do this no more. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we all got a breaking point. That was a Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, really? I mean, you know, God, I no. So I'm just yeah. trying to listen to God and have Him direct my steps because I mean, it's it's very it can be stressful mm-hmm. to be talking to imagine. people who are calling you. Yeah, thinking you have everything you need to help them get this major situation, because I'm telling you, people live by their computers, you know? And so right, many people right. are working from home, and, mm-hmm. you know, basically a lot of us need to, you know, to get on there and how to do some basic stuff. But then we were talking about all this other stuff and how to go in there and troubleshoot this and troubleshoot that. Mm-hmm. You never even heard yeah. of a situation like this before, and then you somebody's calling you for help, and they're expecting that you got all mm-hmm. the training and knowledge that's needed to do this? Well, right. That's, yeah, that's very stressful. It, I think it's more stressful having to sit there because you, you're on the phone. Cause I actually do what you're doing also, but, you know, it's, it's very stressful. You have to, you know, I don't know what kind of outlet you have. Maybe it's your house and stuff, but just give it a move around some because that's a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Customer after customer after customer. After beep, beep, oh, beep, my God. Beep. <laughs> I, know that. I know exactly oh what you're talking about. I was in a call center, so I know what you're talking yeah. about. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I do work from home, but I mean it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. non-stop. And then of course I work yeah. um, for ten-hour days. So mm-hmm. basically, wow. what I do yeah. is I'll work from ten till five, and then I'm off for three hours, and I come back and work from eight to eleven. So that's like mm-hmm. most of the time I, you know, and and I have it set. I have my schedule set up like that. So I am off Friday, okay. Saturdays, and Sundays, but I have my schedule right. set up like that because basically because of the grandkids and they have sporting events and stuff usually are up to 5 o'clock up until, you know, 6 or 7. So they give right. me a break mm-hmm. off that because there's no way I would be able to sit mm-hmm. straight through 10 hours, you know. Yeah, so yeah that would be crazy. Did, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would. I mean, because it's like yeah. beep, beep out, beep in, beep mm-hmm. out, beep in, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. and then you're dealing with Situations where you know people are ugly. Some of them are very. Mm, ugly. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. but you know most of the time I can't see most say that most of the people are pretty nice. But just yeah. to have that beeping in and out of your ear for that long, and then you know like I said, I come back. Um, I'll come back at eight, and then I'll work from eight till eleven, and or until the last I finish with the last person with some tech support, but. You know, and then I, I think about it. I was like, well, Lord, it is, you know, a pretty decent schedule as far as it's it's around my life as far as, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. off for three hours. But I was like, mm-hmm. I just can't. You just don't have to do something. <laughs> you know? I hear you. I hear you. Something it, has it'll to get be better. Done. It's going to get better. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got to get better. Yeah. It has to be mm-hmm. better. And yeah. uh, it was really funny. A, a friend of mine, she works um, – she works for a hospital, so she basically, I had texted her, and it was just so funny. Oh, excuse me. Mm, I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> it was just so funny that uh, I had texted her earlier that day and said, hey, are they doing any work at home um, op, um, support for the hospital? And she was like, yeah, well, by the way, they posted a job yesterday. Oh, and wow. I was like, Okay. But she works with cancer, uh, the cancer mm-hmm. uh, center, and um, mm-hmm. so I thought, okay, well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just see because I mean I need to change, and I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. God, I, I'm leaving it to you because you know exactly what you're doing, and you know when we've had enough, you know. Right, right. Yes, he does. He knows well, exactly. Well, you for that, you know, that open for you. Yeah. Well, I yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anything else? Any particular prayer request? No, Angela. I just thank you so much for everything. I've been listening, like I said, to your other call. That's been, you know, confirmation for me. All your other calls and this call. So Praise I'm good. God. I just thank God for you. Yeah. Well, thank so, you. Yes, I thank you so I appreciate much. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Yes. Glad you called in. It looks like I had a couple other calls and they dropped off. So hey. I told oh. God I've had such a busy weekend. Oh, my gosh. So I said, I don't know how long I'll be able to last. You heard me yawning. I don't know how long I'll be able to I understand. I'm just like, I stayed awake yeah. tonight because I was dozing off, too. But, yeah. So thank you so much. You know, God bless you. I, said, I was, saying, I was oh. saying, well, Angela must not have to be in work very early in the morning because she's usually hanging out. <laughs> Well, I go in at nine, nine to six every day. Oh, okay. That's my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, she yeah. she she hangs out late. <laughs> I try to sometimes. I try to. I, yeah. think, I know you always got a message from your prophets. I don't want to miss my messages, so I want to hear whatever well, you're saying. God. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God. Well, yeah. I thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. Well, yes. you be blessed. You're welcome. And you too. I'll thank you so much. see if I can find that book. What was it? I had, I think I got, you had a book. I can't find it. I got it off Amazon. What's the name of your book? My book is, um, actually I'm doing some revisions to it, but it's called um, All Eyes on Me, Jesus Christ, and it has Josiah also on there. But it's All Eyes, because I think you're going to type the whole thing in and it won't pull up. But All Eyes on mm-hmm. Me, Jesus Christ, and it has Josiah. My name is actually Renee on the book, but it's, that's me. It's a green yeah, book. Yeah, I think I got, I think I ended up getting it. I'm pretty sure I did. And, um, oh, okay. But I don't, I can't, well, I had to, something happened with my Amazon account. And mm-hmm. I had to, uh, I think they closed one and I, everything that was on there got deleted. And I, I have to go back oh, okay. and redo it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm doing some little editing to it because you know how you you type okay. stuff and because I did all the work. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it back on there. Um, well, I'm I'm revising it, so um, it'll be back up there real soon. Probably maybe this week. I'm gonna try to revise it and let oh, it okay. update because I saw some errors that I want to correct. So, but yeah, I appreciate oh, okay. that. But yeah, it's just like it's on Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and yeah, that I book I was telling you. I had a problem with my account, so I had to right. redo it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, well God is. God's got it. He's He's got it. He's got us, and we just stay, you know, focused on where He's taking us, and just let Him do His thing because I can't afford to miss it. Right, right. I know that's right. Me either. Me either, Angel Joy. So, okay. but God bless you, and I'll keep you up with my prayers. I always do, and just God will open some doors for you, and that your new position will be coming yeah. with the something a little easier for you that helps you with, you know, yeah, or, or, so or they just take me. Yeah, or they can just take me off of what they got me on. <laughs> right, right. Either way. <laughs> Either way. What, hey, we're going to have options. We're in exactly. Your will. <laughs> Amen. You. All right. Well, be the blessed. Doors. Enjoy your week. Appreciate you. Okay. You too. Enjoy. Okay. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. All right. Well, I tell you what, this has been a good night. I am going to be signing off. So thanks again for everyone who's listening, who's out there, who called in. Uh, We have got a busy week. And thanks again for calling uh, Prophetic Grace Network and uh, being a part of what God is doing here. Enjoy. Have a great week.